Hi, I'm Gary. And I'm Owen, and this is Left Out. Left Out is an LGBTQIA history podcast. Join us as we learn about incredible events and people that have shaped the history you weren't taught in school. Hi. Hi. Ah, oh, it is. It's, it's very hot again. <laughs> we are sat here currently. Our weekly update is that, <laughs> that is we're hot. It's just so hot. Yeah, we're sat here and we're literally both sweating so much. Oh, but it's very rarely like this in the UK. So I suppose we should be grateful for a bit of sunny weather. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not complaining about the sun, <laughs> but I'm complaining about the humidity and the heat. It's so warm. We're just, we're just not built for this heat. I think that's what it is. No, no, no not just, at all. Just not at all. No, no. Anyway, um, so thank you for joining us once again for an episode of Left Out. Uh, this week we are going to be talking about a specific person. Yep. And if we think it follows on quite li- nicely from last week's episode. Yeah, there's a little bit of a connection. A tiny bit of a connection. And so if you haven't checked out last week's episode, then definitely go back, have a listen, as you can go back and listen to all of our previous episodes as if this is your first time listening. Yeah, this is number 13. Number 13. Lucky. Unlucky. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, yeah, God, I can't believe we've done 13 episodes. I know, it's crazy. Ooh, flown by. Flown by. Yeah. Um, so this week we are talking about um, a wonderful lady called Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. Um, so in case you don't know who she is, if you Google her, you'll come up with the most amazing, beautiful images mm. of um, like old Hollywood glamour. But specifically also, she's very famous for sort of dressing very androgynous. So you'll yeah. see those pictures as well. And as we go through this, that will all kind of make sense as to why we've decided to choose her. A very interesting lady. So interesting. So she was um, a bisexual German-born Hollywood actress and a singer with a career that spanned seven decades. So she was born in what we now know as Berlin in 1901. And she started performing in theatre in Berlin in her early 20s. And then she went on to appear in some German films. So she got picked up, um, appeared in a couple of German films and then Hollywood noticed her Mm -hmm. and she was a huge hit and she was offered a contract with Paramount um, Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Amazing. So in the 1930s, uh, she was in a film, Morocco, and she performs as a cabaret singer dressed as a man and she kisses a woman on stage. And actually what would seem quite controversial well it still was controversial but what yeah it still was controversial but actually earned her an academy award nomination which is really interesting really interesting that it wasn't snubbed it was actually yeah like um rewarded like yes acknowledged acknowledged and recognized yeah Yeah, exactly um so that kind of sums up from that movie onwards the sort of movie she chose to do yeah and and the like characters that she chose to portray exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so she was like for the characters that she portrayed she was seen as like the femme fatale Mm. hollywood glamour she was sexy but a powerful woman she was like always shown as that um which was very much how she was anyway as a person and she was she's been known to talk about how passionate she was about Mm. showing that um in movies which is really interesting so in the late 1930s in london she was approached by nazi members obviously we were at that time heading towards 19 um heading towards World War II. Um, So she was approached by Nazi members and offered a really lucrative contract to go back to her native Germany and start being in films and being a film star for the Third Reich. Um, She actually declined the offer and returned to America. And this is where she got American citizenship and she actually started to really denounce her sort of German citizenship. Yeah. um, For obvious reasons at the time. Yeah. 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 Very interesting though, because... 
the fact that they had like seen that she was like a commodity to them mm. and they were like oh we can use her it... which i thought was really funny because like i said this links quite directly because we spoke a lot about nazi germany in our last episode is how much the the community that she came from that cabaret scene in mm. berlin pre-world war Two, was basically eradicated by the nazis yet yeah she was like you said hot property they well, yeah. wanted her i mean there's loads of stories about um the the nazis anyway being totally hypocritical i mean there's i can't remember the guy's name but if you google it you'll find out but the guy that was used as like the poster boy for aryan soldier was actually um half jewish so um you know there's a whole hypocrisy with, standards, yeah, yeah from the way they want it to look um, um but it's really interesting that they chose her because as we go on to say she sort of was involved with that cabaret scene in the 20s as well yeah and also i think um obviously then what is interesting is from that point on she basically cuts ties with her german heritage yes like and yeah she's like i'm american i'm american yeah yeah really interesting, interesting. Yeah. so during world war Two, she um actually took it upon herself she um, travelled endlessly throughout the whole of the war, mm. performing for all of the Allied, tr- Allied troops. She even went, when she was performing, l- apparently within kilometres of the front line wow. to perform for them. Um, and people were like trying to talk her out of it. Yeah. She was she was like famous for saying, like, no, it's got to be done. Yeah. And she, she actually saw the troops more than the US president at the time. Um, And she also was one of the first people to go around the US when the when they joined the war. Um, And she was one of the first public people to um, sell war bonds to raise money for the war. And she actually so um, they sold money. So like you would own a bond in the war to then give you gave money to then get armaments and things like that. So you, so you bought, funded the war effort sort of yes oh, interesting. Um, and she was she was one of the she actually raised the most money out of all public figures yeah which is really interesting because everyone knew she was german so yeah. i find it interesting they must she must have been so accepted into the yeah. american society that that they you know i mean they didn't hold that mm. against her and i think also what's so interesting about like she already the start of her career when she was noticed by paramount and hollywood was from a queer culture Mm-hmm. then in film she's like sort of playing with gender roles and different gender yes. assigned clothing and things like that and obviously she was quite open about her bisexuality yet yet she became this like american hero which from the america we kind of think of at that era mm. and america now that seems so unlikely because it's yeah. such a liberal view yeah exactly um, so this I found really, really interesting. So during the war, she um, recorded famous songs in German to be used by the US Office of Strategic Services. And it was designed to be broadcast to demoralise the enemy. Yeah. I suppose that's kind of a like, look what we've got. Yeah. Like... So she specifically um, recorded a song that is famous. I forget the title, but a song that is famous. Well, it's in German, um, but it's well known to english audiences and german right and it's like um a song that um they were a german person would recognize would make them feel sad and she was like she was really happy to do it (laughs) like she wanted to do it because she wanted us to win already like especially her war efforts like like we said they were almost unparalleled compared to like other either other famous people Mm -hmm. entertaining troops or even politicians going towards the front line Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah but it just shows like it really shows like, how powerful she was as a woman. Yeah. Um, 
and just how much she was willing to give which i think is yeah, really interesting yeah. and when she did her performances as well she dressed in they gave her official uh, ladies army uniform right um and she did all of her famous songs she did stand up she uh she was like incredible she basically did like a one woman show for the troops every yeah. time and every everyone was just mad for it um and at the end of the war she received the medal of freedom for her war efforts amazing very very well earned mm-hmm. um so post-world war ii so then from the 1950s to the 70s she performed in cabaret which is kind of like what she, she knew she went back it was to her. her heart yeah. yeah in terms of performing um and again like we were saying the same as what she was doing during world war ii as a one-woman show she was earning huge amounts um and of such good uh, critical praise as well so she performed in vegas london new york all over europe yeah. so basically all over the states. she actually went back to germany as well and performed there which is very interesting yeah. and there was such mixed reviews obviously imagine. yeah because of who she is yeah i can imagine yeah um so she was also um throughout her career as we said she was really famous for swapping and changing gender norms um and during her later cabarets the one woman shows when she uh performed usually the first act she was in a dress and she was like the femme fatale and she would sing all of the female-led songs. Mm. And then in the second act, she would come back on in like full man's uh, top hat and tails. And she even sung like famous male songs from like Fred Astaire and things like that and sang them as a man. But it was like that androgynous thing that she had going for her. um, And people loved it. Just real fluidity. Yeah. Um, she was really, really clever using tapes and facelift and clever lighting to basically preserve, 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 God, the heat's getting to me, preserve <laughs> her youth and glamour. Yeah, she did that like um, thing, do you know, when they tape their head? You can tape your wig back yeah. underneath. She yeah. was like really famous for that and the lighting designs would work with her where it would like make her still look as young as she did in like the 20s. I suppose it's that enigma thing of yeah who who really is she it's like, yeah it's like who, looking who through the rose tinted glasses yeah. at this person um, which is really cool because i feel like in sort of sometimes with modern day celebrity and fame and that sort of culture like we've lost that mystical edge of yes who are who is the person i'm we this is completely off subject but when we were watching the dolly parton documentary yeah that's on netflix the other night and which if what? you haven't watched it, go yeah. watch it because it's amazing. Side note, yeah, if you haven't watched the Dolly documentary, go watch it. But um, that, uh, I can't remember who it was, he said it, I think it was Jane Fonda. Yeah. He was like, we all know Dolly Parton, but we don't know Dolly Parton. Yeah. Like, we've no one's ever seen her without the wigs, without the makeup, yeah. without Well, the what costume. I found was interesting was that all of her band in it were saying, like, most of them were like, I've never met her husband. Yeah. And they've known her for, like, 40 years and they've never met her husband. And it appears that Marlena is the same sort of thing. It's yeah. like, you know yeah. her and she's yeah. super famous, but no one really knows Like, later in life, I read a quote that she basically said that if she wasn't famous, she would live in jeans but that no one will ever, ever see her like that wow. because she, as and does, if she got a choice, she wouldn't dress yeah, and do yeah, yeah. this. That's not her. But no one really knows who she truly is. Interesting. So, so interesting. I love it. I love things like that. I love yeah. the mystery. Um, so, unfortunately, she actually had a couple of accidents when she was on stage. She fell oh. off stage. She, I think she broke a hip or a leg or something. There were a couple of injuries that she had. So, mm. her last 13 years of life, she actually spent living in Paris. She was mostly bedridden mm. um, and she only saw a few people. There was a, an amazing documentary done, which I couldn't find anything of it. If anybody finds it, please send it to us. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a director came to do a documentary and he asked to film her. She refused fused because of the way she looked mm. she knew it would ruin the that the, the glamour yeah. and the facade 
so she let him record her voice so she speaks in it a lot and then they use obviously old footage and other people's footage Mm. as well to create the documentary so even in the last 13 years she really kept the the facade and the glamour going isn't it yeah so um going back to during her time then in the 1920s she basically she enjoyed that thriving gay bar and queer scene and the cabaret clubs and was even defying gender roles then um and she even learnt boxing yeah which i think that's just so amazing. i think it was like one of that's the first so cool. open uh the first boxing places for women in for the world boxes, yeah. and it was in berlin so she started doing that and then she was in berlin she was going to all the gay clubs yeah and the cabaret clubs i think that's incredible and it just shows that it's part of her soul it's part of who she was and like, like from the said, beginning yeah it was always yeah. part of who she was and she sort of carried that yeah. as no matter how big and her i also got. love the fact that she managed to entwine that into every role that she did yeah. like if you look at every role she's always pushing something she yeah. was doing something that maybe back in the day wasn't obvious but now we look back on it and we're like ah mm. you did that subtly you were you were pushing the envelope yeah for that. yeah definitely um so she although she was married um to her husband they were really really happy but they kind of had a bit of an open relationship so okay. they both had affairs yeah um she even was paying for her husband and his mistress to like live in a house and was she was a happy open relationship. yeah and yeah. she had many many affairs okay so um yeah she had numerous affairs throughout her career um and really both between men and women yeah so she was truly openly bisexual yeah um and they and... were overlapping a lot of the time as well oh so it was like multiple 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 lovers. people and those people usually had multiple people as well oh, wow. so it was very free the people that she was having these cool. these relationships with why not um so a few of the people that <laughs> she's either confirmed because she i think she has an autobiography but either she's confirmed or it's rumoured and it's kind of like, it is known that you they probably did yeah, have an yeah. affair. So these are a few of the people. Um, Gary Cooper, John Gilbert, James Stewart, uh, Lily DeMarty, Claudette Colbert, Edith Piaf, Yul Brynner, Errol Flynn, um, and I think Errol Flynn's wife as well. Um, George nice. Bernard Shaw, John yeah. F. Kennedy, jo- Joe Kennedy, Michael Todd, John Wayne, Kirk Douglas and Frank Sinatra incredible she's busy (laughs) and then this is really interesting so something that was phrased as the sewing circle um it was actually also phrased as marlena's sewing circle okay marlena's sewing circle so it was a phrase that she used um to describe the underground closeted lesbian and bisexual film actresses in hollywood which i think is just yeah brilliant and she gave it did obviously include some of the people we've already mentioned as well but um it included a couple of the head of the um what do you call it production companies yeah. their wives um and also she is she has said later in life that it did include a few other famous actresses but that she didn't want to say who they were yeah um but yeah they had like a little community and club yeah i think what's so cool about marlena is that even now she is an icon for challenging gender norms binary gender oh, norms yeah yeah um uh, she's a bit of a hero for that you have to go back and look incredible bisexual hero as well um like even now like even in today like she's just such an incredible icon for that um and something that i think is really interesting is i was uh looking through um dita von teases the famous burlesque artist's instagram the other night and she's done a lot around especially with the black lives matter movement happening right now i think it can be hard for especially queer people who are interested in sort of vintage lifestyle or Mm -hmm. vintage icons to either find and identify 
with um, someone or find a hero within that sort of aesthetic. And so hopefully if you have never heard of Marlena, then you've you found one today. But also that it can be really hard if you're part of that sort of vintage community to like the style, like the aesthetic and things like that, but not uphold some of the values that were back in that era. Yeah. Um, and she's doing this whole hashtag about um, vintage style, not vintage values, um, which I think is really cool. So um, definitely go check it out. Um, a bit of a sidetrack to this, but it kind of ties in. But What's yeah. that called? So it's just on Dita Fontese's oh, okay. Instagram. And so, yeah, it's all about like vintage. They're like, it's something like hashtag vintage style, not vintage values, oh. which I think is really cool. So if you are a queer person and you're listening and you you like vintage things, you like vintage clothing. There is something. Yeah, there is something. And also we hope that listening to this, you found like an icon out there mm, that you can look definitely. at. And definitely look at that Berlin yeah. Cabaret scene. I forgot as well. It also links back to one of our other podcasts when we did the um, sport one. Do you remember Betty Jo Carter? Yes. that we loved so she knew Marlena Dietrich and they also uh, wanted to have an affair together as well God. so um they, we're, they were friends like, they were all yeah. linked as well which I love I love that and again like we said we're always looking for icons that they might be well known and they might be famous like Marlena isn't exactly someone who is hidden from history no but she's not someone that you would automatically necessarily think helped so greatly as she did with the war effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, sort of linking back to the war. And I know we had like, a lot of discussions around when it was VE Day here and a few months back in the UK and about how, as like a gay person, we sometimes feel like we can't celebrate that because we don't have our own heroes within that yes. time. Yeah. But they are there. And um, it might be that they get forgotten out of the narrative like I know she does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I hope, again, that's that's helped you in some way. Definitely. And I also think she's such an interesting one because she didn't let the way her... Pa- she didn't let her bisexuality, she didn't let the fact that she wanted to push the gender norms stop mm. her from doing what she wanted to do, being an actress, being a cabaret performer, you know, yeah. basically being famous and creating this amazing, like, yeah. glamour and facade. She was like, well, I can do both. And maybe she wasn't like... 100% open about her bisexuality it was quite private to her until later on in her life but then also as it should be do you know what well, I mean yeah, like I mean, your lovers sh- your private your life, relation- your private life. yeah exactly yeah. um what I think is really exciting about her though is like you said she wasn't she was powerful and wasn't afraid though to be like this is it this is who I am yes. this is this is what I stand for and n- more times than not what we see is people who stand the test of time who become truly successful mm-hmm. are those people who basically live authentically yeah um, apologetically then yeah and i think that's what i love about her as an icon as well is that it's that whole thing of like don't be afraid to just give in to who you are yes Do you know what i yeah, mean yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because ultimately that's the way to live the most free and that if you're looking for success or any form of success whatever that is for you that's the only real exactly. way to get it 100 um, percent. yeah and if you guys are looking to get look more into marlena there's a couple of things. She's written a lot of stuff herself, which you can Google, you can YouTube, you'll find things that yeah. she said. Very open interviews. There's videos, loads. And also she did have a daughter. Her and her husband had a daughter and her daughter has written a biography about her mother called mm. Marlena Dietrich. So you can find that really easily as well. Um, and that's apparently it's really very realistic, the daughter's biography and really it's a positive like an honest account. it's an honest positive yeah. account of her mother and she was a big fan of her mum so um yeah it would be great to see like a biopic made of her i'm sure there is one but a really good one <laughs> like my my casting would be lady gaga oh no well, and later in life i'd put jessica lang oh 
Yeah. yeah. Jessica oh, Lang. Oh, that would be great. And then in flashbacks, you can use someone else. Yeah. I just think that would be great. Yeah. Like, there's... A, 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 someone in Hollywood do that. The story writes itself. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we really hope you enjoyed and hearing all about Marlena. Mm-hmm. We love her. I think she's incredible. Um, and so I love I love it when we discuss, like, certain people. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. Yeah, it's always great discovering it. And I love that link. I love the link that we've already discussed someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It just, um, yeah. But definitely look on our Instagram because we'll post it. Maybe we'll post a couple of her photos as well. Like, her, like so you can see her looks and well. maybe her videos yeah. as well. Um, so have a look on our Instagram, which is Gary and Owen. Um, and yeah, we will be back again. Yeah. <laughs> When it's cooler. When it's cooler, we're going to wait till it cools down. <laughs> this is the most British thing, talking about the weather. I know. I feel I'm like so, we do it at the beginning I've of the I've literally got sweat running in my eyes. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need another shower. Yeah, I, I need... feel like we're, this is how we keep starting every episode. Is like, oh, this is the weather in Britain right now. Literally. Yeah. And also, it reminds me of my favourite ever YouTube video of that lady in America moaning about the heat. I don't know what it's called, but it's called, like, It's Hot. Yeah, <laughs> but it's my one. it's my favorite YouTube video, yeah. and it was like a few years ago, and there was a heat wave. It just reminds me of that because I'm like, I'm so hot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Have a lovely week. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Left Out with Gary and Owen. Subscribe to Left Out at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Gary and Owen.